0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Getting closer, at least as a time that I am recording this today, just about one month away from the start of the regular season for the Buffalo Bills. We are here almost to the start of preseason football. Some of you may have watched the Hall of Fame game that took place earlier in the week. I honestly did not, and it sounds like I didn't miss too much, but looking forward to the Buffalo Bills getting started with preseason football coming up on August 13th. With that being said, training camp still chugging along. Still certainly a few scares out there that I, along with I'm sure all of you, could do without when you see a banged up Jordan Poyer. The same with Micah Hyde. Uh, You still got guys like Ryan Bates dealing with some things, Spencer Brown, Roger Saffold. We haven't seen much yet other than working off to the side at this point. But at least at this time, nothing that seems too major, uh, most notably when it comes to Poyer and Hyde, is really two guys that are indispensable for the Buffalo Bills. But I'm really not here to talk with you all about injuries today, right? I really want to talk to you about those four candidates for the Buffalo Bills that can really make the leap this year, right? You talk about making the leap, and uh, I steal that in a, a loving way from the guys at the Around the NFL podcast. They do a a great job and just kind of pioneers in the podcast game for so many fans of the NFL, but they will do this segment each year where they talk about those candidates that really have the potential to make the leap from being, you know, a good player, but can they make that next step to being great, right, to be a pro bowler, to to make that leap in the eyes of – not just their fans within their market, right? Because I think we can see that with a lot of players in Buffalo, right? Here are guys that Buffalo Bills fans absolutely love, but they're probably never going to get that national recognition, be on that national stage to draw that type of attention. I think of someone like Matt Milano in that vein, a fantastic player. I hope he plays his entire career with the Buffalo Bills. The contract that he received prior to last season, he certainly deserved But I don't see a situation where Matt Milano is going to become, I don't even want to say a face of the NFL, but let's just call it, you know, much more of a household name again in markets and to fan bases outside of Buffalo. So on my list today, there are four guys that I really see as those breakout candidates. And it's weird because in some ways you can do this segment in the past. It's almost players that you expect or you, you hope will become breakout players, now more to an extent where it becomes a little bit of an expectation. And it's funny to say that because, of course, when you just think of years in the past of just hoping that the team would have a chance to make the playoffs, and now here we are looking at the squad thinking like, gosh, you've got you know, bona fide superstars and guys like Von Miller and Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs kind of a a tier below that, right? You think of guys like Deion Dawkins and Tredavious White that have certainly established themselves as stars in the NFL. But there's four other players that I look at, and they probably won't be too surprising of names. But I think as Bills fans, like we say, there can be some more expectations, and it can feel pretty realistic along these lines, too. Now, the first name on the list is probably a bit more of a reach compared to the other three, just based on the body of work that he's had before. But we all know that we've seen the flashes, and that is from Isaiah McKenzie. And I mentioned McKenzie and including him on this list. I hesitated whether or not it's someone that I should include, but there's a couple of reasons to, to obviously include him here. You know, two, the games where he has gotten an opportunity to start and has gotten a majority of the snaps, right? And that's the 2021 season against the New England Patriots. And in 2020, in that finale against the Miami Dolphins, we have seen Isaiah McKenzie shine. And I mean shine, as bright as you possibly can. And, you know, for whatever reasons that he's not getting more run or more touches in those games outside of that, but when he is forced into his starting capacity he plays like one of the best offensive weapons in the NFL. And now by all accounts, right, he has been lining up with the first team offense out of the slot, replacing Cole Beasley. It is not Jamison Crowder, but it is Isaiah McKenzie each and every day. And each and every day he is making plays, right? If you follow the beat reporters, Matt Perino, Joe Biscalia, Sal Capaccio, right, there there's so many men and women that do a great job in covering this team every day. And those are three go-tos for me, right? When you really look at things and, and have that level of consistency that come from those gentlemen, Isaiah McKenzie's a star every day in training camp. And I get it. It's just training camp. It's just this, oh, wait, the pads aren't on, but oh, wait, now the pads are on. Oh, wait, well, who was it against? Oh, wait, it's a going up against the starter. All of these pieces that come about, right, we see Isaiah McKenzie going toe-to-toe with Terrence Johnson each and every day in practice. Terrence Johnson, we know, is one of the best slot cornerbacks in all of football. Isaiah McKenzie has the potential to have a Cole Beasley-like impact on the Bills, right, being that safety net for Josh Allen in many ways, but he brings something else into the equation and that ability for yards after the catch right? Yak, which we've been talking about so much this off season in circles, but we know that is a focus for the team. That's not really something that Jamison Crowder brings to the bills. It's something that Isaiah McKenzie can. So you combine this opportunity, right? We saw Cole Beasley become, you know, get some more national recognition, be selected to, uh, you know, be selected all pro, everything that came with that. If Isaiah McKenzie gets the opportunities, Plus, he's already a fan favorite in Buffalo. He's already a favorite of the social media team for the Buffalo Bills, the self-proclaimed face of the franchise. You know, a little bit of a breakout here because of his personality, because of his size, because of what he can do with the football in his hands. I would not be surprised if Isaiah McKenzie has that kind of breakout campaign. And again, maybe not totally on the national scene, but think of that ability to break out in those fantasy football circles, right, where someone goes as an afterthought, as a, a late round flyer in deep leagues, to becoming someone that guys are saying, I want to draft him and have him on my team across the country, right? When you look at your league and say percentage owned, that you see Isaiah McKenzie and the 80 plus percentage owned as a wide receiver and a high powered offense that you know is going to get touches. So that's the first guy on my list. Second up on my list, heading into his second year, Gregory Rousseau. You know, I'm recording this on Friday. During Thursday's practice, there was uh, tempers flaring a bit between Rousseau and Stefan Diggs. Um, And I know sometimes you talk about camp fights. Some people will say that is not a good thing. For me, I look at this as a positive. And I say that because Rousseau, he has the ability. He has all of the potential. But sometimes with a young player like that, You know, you want to be respectful. You want to do things the right way. But to have a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more fire in your belly is something that can go a long way. Right. Do you have the ability to really flip that switch? And I know many folks giving the credit to Von Miller and being that guy that can really just, uh, you know, give that push. Uh, He's in his press conference the other day. He's been feeding Rousseau gunpowder and gasoline. Which uh, is an interesting mix, but I get—I know where he's going with this. And uh, as we talk about this, and you talk about the potential that someone like Rousseau has, with those long arms and a six-foot-seven frame, and being on the opposite side of Von Miller, and potentially lining up next to Ed Oliver, and we'll get to him in just a bit. Spoiler alert: There, Greg Rousseau could be a double-digit sack guy in year two. And I guess I wasn't really seeing that too early on. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, mom Miller is just a favorite to lead the team in sacks, and there's nothing you can really do about that. But with all the attention that Miller is going to get, offenses, they're not going to be able to double-team everyone. So are you going to double-team Miller? Are you going to double-team Oliver? What are you going to do about Rousseau? Of course, that doesn't even take into account Daquan Jones and Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle. Boogie Basham, A.J. Epines, I mean, there, are, there is depth, there is talent, but Gregory Rousseau, like when the Bills drafted him towards the end of the first round in the 2021 draft, is potential galore. You saw it with the 15 sacks in 2019. People can say, oh, they were cleanup sacks. They were 15 sacks is 15 sacks. If it was that easy to accumulate stacks like that, we would not see the Buffalo Bills having leaders each season with seven, six and a half, whatever it's been these past few years. So don't just act like 15 sacks is nothing. And if Gregory Rousseau ends up getting cleanup sacks because Von Miller's providing pressure from the other side and Ed Oliver's providing pressure up the middle, good. I am totally good with all of it. And if Gregory Rousseau starts to put those numbers together with a splash play here or there, like we saw with that interception against Patrick Mahomes last year, here's a guy with his size, with his ability, with that personality that he has, totally can see it. Totally can see it. And a lot of times we talk about the guy making that leap in year three. I get that. But with his potential and with the addition of Von Miller, we can see that with Gregory Rousseau coming right now. And man, if it happens, that's going to be a great day for fans of the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be a great day. And I'm excited for that. I really expect him to make the leap this season. Number three on my list to make the leap should not be a surprise to anyone. Gabriel Davis, the breakout game against the Kansas City Chiefs in last year's playoffs. We certainly have seen plays from him throughout his two years in Buffalo, really being kind of that number four wide receiver. Well, now he's going to be number two, opposite of Stefan Diggs. Now, it'll be interesting to see when teams are game planning for him more, where there's more of an expectation for what he can do and what opposing defenses look to to do to kind of limit his ability. But similar to what we were talking about with Rousseau, well, you, you can't blanket Stefan Diggs. And then, well, what about Gabriel Davis? And what about Isaiah McKenzie? You know what? What about Dawson Knox and what about James Cook coming out of the backfield? Doesn't even take into account Khalil Shakir and what he can do, right? It's a little bit of a pick your poison. But we know Gabriel Davis has a rapport with Josh Allen. Like I said, we saw it against Kansas City in the playoffs. Heck, in the playoffs the season before, we saw that level of of trust that they have with one another against the Indianapolis Colts with just the the toe drag toe tap catches made by Davis that were some game-changing plays and what he brings to the team. Now, similar to what we talked about before with Isaiah McKenzie, Gabriel Davis is also a, already a darling when it comes to the fantasy football season. If you look at, you know, the the prognosticators, you look at guys like Josh Norris and the great work that he does from with underdog if you talk about um, Adam Levitan and Evan Silva and the work that they do with Establish the run, and of course everybody from from ESPN and Yahoo and, and every every site that is out there, right? You look at Gabriel Davis and there's an expectation that he is going to be an every week starter in a wide re- either as a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, or a flex option, depending on how your league is put together. Those expectations are already there for him. Right, His next step is coming to that like, man, we're talking about Pro Bowl consideration for someone like Gabriel Davis. We're talking about a 1,000 yards receiving double-digit touchdowns being that red zone threat that you just can't do anything about. Gabriel Davis started to become a household name because of that potential he has in fantasy football, because of that performance in the playoffs. And now the playing time is going to match, right? I mean, there's an expectation that he's going to play 80-plus percent of snaps as that wide receiver, too, again, opposite of Stephon Diggs. He's already a favorite target of Josh Allen when he's on the field. And, heck, the work that they've done in the past, there hasn't even been a high completion percentage, right? More of those downfield type of shots. I think he's, you know, it's like 55% completion on his targets that go to Gabriel Davis, Just imagine if that upticks just to 60%, right, which is just even below where Allen would be as a passer. Gabriel Davis has the potential to have a monster year in Buffalo. And you talk about, again, year three, so important, able to make that leap. Gabriel Davis is at the top of a lot of people's lists, and I'm excited to see what he can do this season. I mean, heck, the guy put on like 15 pounds of muscle as well. It does not seem to have had any sort of negative effect on the player that he is at least what we've seen in training camp so far final guy on the list to make the leap right so the first three isaiah mckenzie gregory Rousseau, gabriel davis number four is ed oliver man i love me some ed oliver coming out of the draft in 2019 he was that guy i still remember right as he's going through drills he almost ran over sean mcdermott And you saw the Bills head coach, I mean, standing there, arms folded, looking intently, like front row seat to be able to see Ed Oliver in action. You're just like, this could be a a, a match made in heaven, really, with these two guys, right? Just so much taking place. And Ed Oliver having that type of motor, having that ability, and being able to bring something to the defensive tackle position in Buffalo, that you know, he can bring a different type of edge. And we've seen some of those flashes, right? I mean, that first real opportunity, that game on Thanksgiving Day in Dallas, yes, the breakout that took place there. But one thing that was a little different for Ed Oliver, like the expectations were probably a bit too high too soon. I mean, heck, people still use Aaron Donald's name when talking about Ed Oliver. Aaron Donald is the best player in football, definitely the best defensive player on football. Right. That is an unfair comparison to make to anyone at any time. And I think for some it became like that was the expectation where it's just like, listen, this guy is just getting started. Like talking about Aaron Donald, 15, 20 sacks. That's not happening. It's like some of these young quarterbacks now where you hear guys saying like, well, can he make a Josh Allen type of progression or do this like Josh Allen? That's not fair. Josh Allen is a one out of one. He is a unicorn. So is Aaron Donald. But with all that being said, Ed Oliver coming into year four, playing some of his best football last season, becoming more consistent, becoming more of a problem for opposing offenses, attracting more double teams. That was easier for teams to do last year, right? Star Latula Lay dealing with COVID, dealing with injuries, out of football for a bit. Harrison Phillips we love, but wasn't the type of player that would command that same type of attention. Justin Zimmer, loved his motor. That wasn't it, right? So now you go to things, Daquan Jones. Okay, immovable type object, going to command a double team. Sounds good to me. Tim Settle, high motor guy, big time motor. The ability that he brings, great. Jordan Phillips, we've seen what he's been able to do, rushing the passer in Buffalo. If he can bring a bit of that back to the team, what is that going to look like? And as we mentioned before, Gregory Rousseau taking that next step. Ogie Basham doing the same. A.J. Epinesa. Even if Basham and Epinesa take a baby step, and then you throw Von Miller into the mix, and I haven't even talked about Shaq Lawson yet, there is no weakness on either side of Ed Oliver. And if you're going to pay all your attention to him, somebody else is going to beat you. And if you're going to pay more attention to the edge, Ed Oliver is going to beat you on the inside. And this is that chance for him. Again, you talk about having that all-pro, Pro Bowl type of season. Yeah, that's a pretty big leap. But you're going to be on a team that should be scoring points pretty well on offense. And yeah, you're going against some good quarterbacks, but if the Bills get a lead and other teams have to pass, guys like Ed Oliver just kind of pin those ears back, get after the quarterback, and do what you do best. So listen, even as I'm just talking about these four guys, I'm getting excited. And this isn't just, I think you know me well enough. I try not to get too high or too low. I don't just, you know, I'm not a sunshine and rainbows type of guy when it comes to the bills. I've been through too much. But when I talk about these four guys, I have that level of excitement. I feel good about what they can be this year right now. And it's not just looking at a player and saying, hey, you know, in another season, maybe he can take a step or maybe he's got the potential in two years. You know, I think we see a little bit of that with Kyrie Elam right now, right? Hey, you're going up against Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs every day in practice. It's going to take a little bit of time. That's okay with a rookie cornerback. But these four guys are ready to break out right now. And I mean, heck, even if I'm only ready, only correct on like two out of these four. Buffalo Bills are going to be a problem this season, and that gets me pretty excited. So anyway, I hope you're excited about the season two. I hope you're excited about what you've seen in training camp, all the reports out of Buffalo, and just uh, we're just getting closer. I know I say it each and every week, but, uh, I mean, we are almost there. I hate to wish the summer away, but it's a lot of fun when football gets started, and it's a lot of fun kind of taking the ride with everybody here at buffalorumblings.com. So if you have not done so yet, do me that favor. It literally takes you two seconds. Hit the subscribe button. I promise you, you will not be disappointed as we keep going, getting ready for the season. More great shows each and every day. I'm happy to be a part of it. We've got a great team. If you haven't heard so yet, Picasso's Pizza is sponsoring uh, a number of our shows on the YouTube channel. So if you have not subscribed there yet, I encourage you to do so. It's exciting to have them on board, and it's exciting to have each of you with us, too. So Like I said, hit that subscribe button when you get a chance. Make sure you visit buffalorumblings.com every day for all the great content there. And most importantly, as always, go Bills.